Welcome back to the Grandstand F1, the only podcast that gives you F1 the way it should be given from the couch with a beer. I'm P Money, your host, <laughs> and we got F Knowles in the house. What's going on? <laughs> you know, I didn't actually have a beer in my hand this past race. I was a little bummed by that, but um, probably a good idea because I would have been throwing it at the screen and would have been <laughs> just exploding, especially in the last 10 laps, just everywhere and yeah, it would have been bad. <laughs> yeah, we quite an opener, quite a change from the Melbourne snooze fest we usually get. Um, quite a fucking race, dude. Oh, really exciting. Oh, I mean, I'd- if that's a preview of what we've got coming up this season, I mean, uh, <laughs> I, I almost ripped my shirt off at the end yeah. of the race. I mean, I think you almost did that in turn four when a certain Haas driver spun off. But yeah, we'll that get too. To- <laughs> god damn it i was so happy but also so sad for my points but uh let's let's roll the intro and get into it roll it a question for all of you except roman grosjean to whom it may concern fuck you More ladies in the paddock? Yeah, more, more, more paddock access, access to, uh, to some women. There's too many dudes. I don't really have a lot to comment on that, except that he was being a pussy. You could almost use that Max audio clip and uh, say he meant that towards the FIA race director uh, this week. <laughs> you know what? I got to give the stewards some credit, though, because I'm glad the, that they handled the incident in this weekend's race the way that they did. Where like uh, there. Yeah, I mean, I think this was one of the better jobs that the stewards have done handling Is what F could have been a knows. huge controversy. F. Knowles walking away from an FIA rent right now. Yeah, dude, I, 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 you got to give credit where credit's due. All right, so oh yeah, sorry. F1 2021 is back. No more sandbagging. Uh, first race of the season is done. We got so we got a Max versus Lewis duel. We got a super tight midfield. We got rookies uh, standing out for um, good and. Less good uh, performances, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> yeah, uh, some rookies finished their races. Some rookies, some rookies didn't finish the first lap, um, all on their own. So, um, but I mean, before we get into it, we've been. I've missed. I've missed a certain, uh, a certain segment of our podcast, and that's the stats. Yeah. Well, this is this is the part of the podcast where you just get to talk, and I pretty much just sit here and have to listen i just educate you know or remind you of oh certain statistics <laughs> uh, and, and some of these That's i don't always want to talk about sandbagging 
I, I don't always know these, but I, I enjoy these. I, uh, okay. They're great little right. facts. You know, in case one day uh, you have these in a, in a board game or... Uh, okay, know, that's fair. These. I found out an interesting stat today. It's not even relevant to Formula One, but France has the most time zones in the world of any country. So there's there's a stat. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. I see where you're going with that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Because there's a lot of different. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I like the little <laughs> islands uh, yeah. left and right that are not uh-huh. in continental Europe. All right. Um, let me give you the <laughs> F1 stats. All right. You ready? It's, it's gonna be. It's gonna be a fast round here. All right. Round. Let's do it. This year's great. Twenty drivers. Ten out of the twenty drivers have won a race. Wow. That's, that's a big one. I remember. I think. I think you stole that from uh, Brundle. I'm pretty sure. You know, oh, you did. When, yeah, when, when I when I when I give that. a stat, you know, credit where it's due. Brundle is. Uh, I respect Brundle. He's uh, he's in my stats uh, uh, esteem, very high up on that on that ladder. Uh, Yuki Tsunoda. We'll get we'll get to talk more about him later. Uh, first driver born in the 21st century uh, to race an F1. Also, a stat from the Sky team this uh, this weekend. Tsunoda, 65th driver to score points on his debut, youngest Japanese driver and first Japanese driver to score on his debut. Um, Verstappen had a 1.9 second stop. I don't know. I just like that. Whenever I see a, a sub two second stop, it just, you know, gets, you know, it, it's super exciting to me because um, it's phenomenal to change four wheels in that within that short period of time. Uh, anyway, it doesn't seem to uh, excite you as much uh, yeah. Hamilton <laughs> Hamilton this one this one you'll like as a Hamilton fan uh, Hamilton breaks the all-time laps led uh, takes a record from Schumacher which was at 5,111 he's now at 5,126 and counting it's also the 300th Grand Prix race victory by a British driver uh, Max's fourth pole position the 14th podium with the three drivers Hamilton, Botas, Verstappen and that's an all-time F1 in, record in, in that order or just all three of them on the podium at the same time? No, no, no Yeah, the podiums are always just like jumbled up whenever they're all on the podium uh, 15th consecutive year with at least one win for Hamilton and here's the spoiler guys, 96th race win for Lewis Hamilton Wow about to hit the and century mark that's how we got to start. I mean, that's the that's that is the main story of the weekend. Mercedes was not the fastest car, yet they pulled out another W. And with the exception being this year, we he had to he had to work hard for it. He had to work really hard for he it. He had to fight so hard for it. He had to fight Max. I think this is the year we're hoping we might see. We might see. You know the what is it the. The professor, no, the professor's plus like the champion versus the the contender. Yeah, I'm not sure what you tried to do there, but um. <laughs> in my mind, it was yeah. way clearer. Yeah. So basically, uh, is it is there going to be a challenge for the world championship this year? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I get you know, nice try. Uh, Thanks for having my know, back there. B B minus for effort. Um, don't get a gold star. No, but I know what you mean. It's, I mean, it's what we've all been waiting for, right? It's like, wow. Okay, so Max, it's crazy how many races Max has under his belt now, and he, the dude's only twenty three years old, right? Like, I think that was another stat from this weekend that he's he's raced in now like a hundred twenty plus Grand Prix, um, and he's only twenty three. So you uh, can one hundred and twenty exactly. Okay, yep. so I mean, that's a huge. 
amount of experience for a guy his age. And he's, I mean, let's all be, we all have to be very real here. Max is nowhere near the peak of his, of his, his talents, I think. And I think one huge um, moment was when he gave P1 back to Lewis at the order of his team this weekend. Like we would never, I do not think we would have seen that from Max maybe even last year. I I agree, but I'm also going to bring something else where I think, you know, as you said, he is very, very young and not at his peak because also he could have given that position maybe at a different part of the track to be able to put the pressure back on Lewis. Yeah, good point, too. All right, so 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 here's kind of how it happened. You know, Max gets away, clearly. Um, a little bit of a fight. You know, we have a few safety cars in the beginning. The r- race restart, what I love is that race restart where Max doesn't accelerate until he passes the line. I thought that was brilliant. Um, yeah, he, he really... Um, I mean, he really bundled up the 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 grid there like there's i don't know if you saw checo's on board but like checo's trying to get on the throttle thinking okay they must have passed the start finish and max like he waited till the last second and just gunned it it was it was brilliant he knows knows the merg the, the merg has the the uh the advantage on the straights right so i thought that was that was great and another sign of maturity from Max. So Max gets off well. First in goes. Uh, Lewis undercuts. Gets ahead of the, the Red Bull. And they go back and forth. And at one point, we even think that maybe Mercedes is on the back foot. Uh, and they need to stop one more time than the Red Bulls. It just turned out, you know, Lewis had a bit of a, a longer stint in the end. Uh, and Max had his uh, fresh, uh, fresher tires by 11 laps, I think, and was chasing Lewis down by like a second a lap, maybe 1.5 at, at, at a certain time. And it just looked like he was going to eat him up. Yeah, he and, was taking he was taking like at least like a tenth off every couple corners. Every couple. Oh yeah, I, I was looking at you know you know me. I'm looking at my sector times. He was you know three three tenths in the first uh, sector, three tenths in the, no five tenths in the second, and then like three. There was no place where Lewis was faster uh, at that point. But then he used up a lot of his tires to get to Lewis, and by the time he got to him, he had he had about a five to six tenths differential, which is not that big anymore. He makes a pass, which we think you know. That's it. That's the end. Max has claimed back that victory. This is great. He's going to win the race. But he put four wheels off at turn four, which, which meant like that he was off the track. Huge issue all weekend. And huge issue all weekend. So in qualifying, you're not allowed to go. Checo even got one of his times deleted in Q2, and which is ultimately why you know put him under pressure and he didn't, and he didn't make it through. Uh, but during the race, the re- the race director uh, Michael Massey said, you know, you are able to use it, but the rules say that if you use it to gain an advantage, you have to give the position back, which is what Max did, and which ended up you know but, actually giving back the victory to Lewis in the end, which is always. Ambiguous. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it, but it's still ambiguous, like the way that they said that, like, as long as you don't gain an advantage. But I mean, realistically, if you're going off in like going off track limits, right, you're gaining an advantage. No, I mean, I get it over a driver. So in an overtaking situation, right. that's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, and I think a lot of the team principals were talking about this, like, but the language itself is ambiguous because by going, you know, going a little bit wide there, it actually gives you a better angle for the next turn, which is in itself an advantage. So they're just like, it's like, you, how about this? 
you can't go off at turn four, period. And that's it. But that's, that's where there's ambiguity. So, you know, as it, every time there's like a situation where fans, certain fans, you know, get it gets confusing for fans, basically, you should rectify that, in my opinion. And like, if you don't let, like, you know, you know how many times Lewis went off uh, turn four during the race? Uh, at least five. 29 times. Wow! So really? are you telling me Lewis didn't gain an advantage the whole race yeah, by doing a, that? That's a, but that's exactly what I mean. What you just said, yeah. like exactly. And I'm not saying I'm not saying oh fuck Lewis he did that because the rules were not clear as you said. So FIA, uh, and that's what I thought. You know, maybe F Knowles would have gone off you know earlier when I when I gave you that little segue. yeah no. Uh, but I I appreciate the fact that it was handled within like 15 seconds where like. The message was passed to Red Bull. Red Bull passed it to Max. Um, Merck heard it because mm. another thing that I I really Lewis called for it. Lewis called immediately, but you know, I mean, I, I would too. Realistically, right. I mean, every um, single every, driver, would. everybody would. Um, but here's another thing, and I think this was said in some one of the post race. I think it was Sky Sports, and um, but nobody wants to see a race that has to finish. You know, that's decided in the steward's office, right? Um, it, it's it's terrible to have to deal with that. Like you know, you know, everything's ambiguous again. Who's actually going to finish on the podium? You know, right. we saw this when Sainz got his first podium in, in Formula One back in Brazil. Um, when Hamilton you know, was also yeah, involved in that. Ham- Lewis was also there too. But um, I I will say the fact that it was handled on track in the moment. Um. You know, and, and Red Bull didn't really put up much of a complaint. They're like, yep, I mean, that's the way it is. Um, and and it was like, I think for everybody's sake, for the teams, for us as fans, that's the way it should end. And now Red Bull just knows, like, we just got to take it to them, a, you know, a little bit harder next time. And, you know, like like you said, the strategy Merck played at the end there was, was brilliant. And then Lewis's drive, you, you, you can't the fact that he gave, he, he did, you know, Max did give him back the position, but that he was able to defend. I think if, if Max had one more lap, it would have been done. Like, if, Lewis, I, yeah. if I may, I think this was a very shoe Schumacher esque victory. And I will give, uh, this might be one of the best like tire, uh, def- defensive, you know, tire management races that Lewis has done. Uh, and he did make a mistake. He did make a mistake once, and I thought, oh, for sure he's done yeah, there. Yeah, he shunted. Max also made a mistake afterwards, after he let him by. And where I'll say he made two mistakes, he he went wide, and I think he overheat, he overheated his tires, and that was the end of it. And in the end, they were pretty much on very similar tires, and Max didn't have that much of an uh, advantage anymore. Uh, but fair enough, he was been, he'd been pushing for 10 laps or 15 laps uh, to catch up. But the what I do think where uh, where Max did mess up or maybe not optimize is that he got off the line, the racing line, to let Lewis by, right? Mm-hmm. So he ended up kind of getting his tires dirty. What maybe what Max would do, and I think what Michael Schumacher would have definitely done, and what Senna would have definitely done, and maybe even Lewis um, was to let him by. On, on a part of the track where you'd make him go onto the dirty line and you slip in right behind them into their slipstream and you line it up for the next corners and that's and, and you get it back that quickly. I think yeah. that would have been a cheeky move, but I would have loved to see 
that, you know, because then you start getting into the mind games and that's what we want. Well, I think we're already there. Like this was, <laughs> let's not forget, this was race one of 23. There are 22 more opportunities for us to get what we saw um, this this last weekend. And we've got tracks that are going to set that up for us again this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, undoubtedly. Round one. That was just round one. That was just round one. <laughs> Um, let's talk about their, I mean, that beautiful race. And I think they ended, uh, between, you know, it was the gap was only 0. 0.745, uh, super yeah. exciting. Um, I want to I, I say one last thing though, just about, mm-hmm. about Lewis. I think, you know, there are people out there that still give Lewis a lot of like, ha- don't, I don't think give Lewis their credit that he easily deserves, but mm-hmm. I think the, Lewis's ability to defend the way that he did and still give Merck a W um, when it was, it was Red Bull's race to lose. Um, you know, I think that's, we're going to see a lot more of those kind of drives from Lewis this year um, that are going to show us like why he, he is a seven time world champion because Red, sure. Bull, Red Bull took it to him and he, he showed up and that's, that's what, you know, drivers of his status do. So, yeah, he he stole that from Red Bull. Actually, and yeah. I will say one thing for all those who are saying, "Oh man, uh, you know, because Lewis didn't sign his contract till late. Like, just put Russell in there; it'd be much cheaper." Um, I don't think Russell would have won that race. I don't Absolutely even think he not. he would have been up there. I mean, Boats has a great driver, and uh, he finished a bit you know further out. Not all his fault though, uh, but it the champion mentality and the champion drive gives you that you know. Um, calm during those moments to to be able to drive tactically and that's why he gets paid so much and that's why he's a fucking seven and maybe soon to be eight time world champion um so i will say fuck that was a beautiful way to start off the the season amazing win um let's talk about their teammates now we got um at let's start with mercedes Botas ended further back. He also, you know, changed tires, got the fastest lap, so he got 16 points. Um, man, it just feels like Botas is not getting nothing's going his way. Uh, there's no Botas 4.0 this year. I, I feel it's just um, it seems like the 2020 look is still there. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I don't know what to say about Valtteri. I, it, it's hard to obviously like this is only the first race this season, but um, it almost felt like he was there just to make sure to, you know, that Lewis didn't have to defend uh, against anybody else. Right. Um, And it, it, and the strategy choice that Merck made to put Valtteri on the same strategy as Lewis um, to make sure that they went for the undercut against Red Bull. Um, you know, it just felt like it just, it's felt like every, it has in seasons past. I don't know what to say other than that, you know, and, and, um, and Valtteri has got to be frustrated by it too. Cause they also fucked up on a, on a pit, which also didn't help his chances of being up there closer in the, with the, with the top two. Talk about, talk about, you know, pit stops. So, uh, Red Bull did a 1.9, uh, and Valtteri was out there for more than 10 seconds. And at that point, you know, I mean, you know, I follow the race lap by lap. Valtteri for a large part of the race was matching Lewis at least. And for the second stint, he was actually faster throughout. So I think that, uh, that pit stop 
just robbed him of you know mixing it up up there um i do think that actually valtteri had a better race than uh what the result shows so i don't i'm not worried about him but if i were him i'd be pissed because of course the pit stop problem happens to him and not lewis it's just kind of that that thing of like fuck why me all the time he 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 kind of expressed that too in the post race right like he he was pretty clear like pretty adamant about how frustrated he was you know he obviously he did get fastest lap so that gives him an extra point um you know for the team it honestly couldn't have been a i don't think they could have predicted a better result um however i will say i did predict that in our grandstand championship which we will get to later Uh, (laughs) losing connection i can't really hear you there Uh, um checo Checo, uh, I almost cried before the race even started on oh, the man. formation lap. His basically, we just see a Red Bull stranded. Talk about a driver. Talk about another team whose second driver re- uh, has all the bad luck. The Red Bull seat. His his car was off, and we all thought that was it. DNF. He somehow managed to get it back. He starts from the pit lane, and we know Checo does what Checo does, man. He gets pit lane to P five, pulling out some really good moves. Uh, wheelie and dealing and you know not getting to any trouble and very 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 strong pace from Checo if he had started up there it would have been a different race you know he would have definitely came into the strategy and Merck might not have been able to pull some of those moves they they pulled yeah I mean even at at P11 starting at P11 had he done that I think it probably would have been Checo and P3 um he was so yeah. good after that. Agreed. Like he was, I mean, almost a perfect drive from him to have to recover. Um, but honestly, like Red Bull should be fucking excited with what they've got. Like they kind of, I think they understand that it was more of a strategy call that, that, you know, obviously Max's little mistakes and then the strategy call. But, um, you know that high rake on on the Red Bull is real, especially with the reg changes this year, is really helping helping them. And yeah. Checo, dude, I mean, Albon would never have pulled that drive off if that happened to him, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, there's the gratuitous Albon dig, but um, I, I wouldn't say never, but I would I, I would say that you know I'm, uh, that shows how good Perez is. That's I'll keep it at that. Oh, all right, sorry. Alex actually did have a race where he had to he had to drive through the field and he came back, but I think he finished P seven. Which because remember last week we actually you know we were praising Albon saying he's not that bad, so let's not like go let's not flip. I'm not no 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 I'm not, but I think Checo just brings brings more to the table. And- Checo is gonna bring it this year, dude. He's gonna he's gonna win, and it would be funny if Checo wins before Max. I would love that personally. Yeah, I mean it's a stretch, well, but we'll see what happens. And we've got we've got. Imola coming up and Portimao and those two tracks are going to heavily favor Red Bull. So let's let's see. So we'll we'll get to those next. We have still have a lot to talk about in this race. Yeah. Uh, Checo P five, uh, really solid race. Lando fucking Norris P four. At one point, you know, he was in the mix to get a podium there. Um, brilliant drive. Um, started behind his teammate Danny Rick, passed Danny Rick in the opening lap super tight to it with those two mclarens january finished p7 um lando is really a different driver this year super mature calm headed and still as precise and i think that was one of his best races that i've seen him uh race uh, he was, yeah he was super solid um 
I mean, McLaren's also got to be encouraged. I, I mean, Danny Rick apparently had uh, floor damage from his little bump in with Gasly, um, which yeah. you know, which they are saying is is what made him lose pace uh, throughout the race. But even for DR three to to get P seven in his first race with McLaren, I think that's with you know if there was if there was floor damage like they're saying. They should be encouraged by that. I think it's going to be a, a battle between him and Lando this season. I don't think. Oh yeah. You know, though DR three is the, you know, the the more senior driver in terms of age and experience. Um, Lando's Lando's going to bring it to him. I I really think that. And but it's it's. I mean, that's better for us, right? Yeah, and you know the McLarens are posting some really good times. And so Max did a sweep of all uh, free practice. I think he was fastest everywhere. But Lando was posting some top three times. I think in at least two of those sessions. So um, yeah, I'm definitely keeping an eye on McLaren, and hopefully they develop at a similar pace. Uh, P7 for Danny Rick, uh, Ferrari. Uh, here's another comeback story. Uh, so Ferrari's back in the mix in that midfield, and Leclerc had a strong race um started p4 uh he was briefly p3 for a second there um at the start past botas um that just shows you how good of a racer he is and yeah brought it in p6 so p6 for leclerc and p8 for science who admitted to taking it easy on his first race for ferrari Um, yeah he uh which i think is actually probably the right approach you know i think like he just wants to start feeling comfortable in that car. And, you know, given where Ferrari was last year, I, again, I would not be, I'd be happy with, with where they were, where they started. Yeah. Signs finished right behind Danny Rick, actually not too far. They had a little battle for a while there. Some good, some really good battles in the midfield. So many good ones. I mean, there was that little battle signs, uh, Vettel and, uh, Alonso. Alonso which was fantastic. I mean, it's so funny that all three of them are connected to Ferrari. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I think even Crofty said, uh, the current driver ahead of two former Ferrari drivers. Yeah. Um, uh, none of them won a title with Ferrari though. <laughs> I was just thinking that. I was like, <laughs> except they brought false hope to the Tifosi. Uh, there's also Danny Rigg versus Alonso versus Stroll, which is a really good one, uh, which brings us to like the other uh, teams that are that have slightly underperformed, I'd say. Um, oh, wait, before that, I think we got to talk about Alpha Tauri because um, they've got a fast car this year. Yeah, they're comp- they're they're competing too. I mean, uh, Gasly unfortunately um tough race for him. Yeah. Um really tough race, but whew, started in P5. Started in P5 Gasly and he hit Danny Rick, lost his wing. That's yeah. pretty much the end of your race and I think he finished, I don't know, probably last or second to last or something. Yeah. He finished P17 uh, right behind Mick and Yuki Sonoda, uh, first F1 race and first points, as we said, uh, in P9 with some some really good moves there. He he's uh, I think he's part of the the Danny Rick school of late breakers. Or should <laughs> I say the Kobayashi fucking coming in from so far and just diving in? Uh, Kobayashi, who I think was the best uh, dive bomber in F1 history, but that's just my that's just my opinion. Um, I mean, uh, he, the, the drive that he put in was pretty impressive, um, for 
of being his first race in formula one going head to head with some incredibly talented drivers. Um, but yeah, dude, he was doing some serious late breaking. Like he was, he was breaking. I think there's one, one clip I saw, um, one onboard that I saw of him breaking past the 50 meter mark. Wow. Yeah. Like I, I need to see that one. That's, it, yeah. that's ridiculous. Uh, and not locking up and, and not locking up. You know what's weird though? Like, so he he passed, he he's you know, he said like he was following Alonso for a couple of laps, and um Alonso is his father's favorite driver. Uh and so he's he's there, he's saying not, like not oh, his. <laughs> his dad's like, Yeah, you're not my favorite driver. Still for I mean <laughs> I, I think any father would pr- I mean his son is an F1, so now he's got no choice. But he was saying in two thousand six his father saw Alonso at, at Suzuka and he's like, Oh my god, that's the fastest driver through that 130R, balls of steel, whatever. So he was thinking of that. And he says, like, I got to pass Alonso. And he said, I was learning a lot behind him. But when I saw him pass Alonso, it seemed like he was coming from so far away. But in the same time, Alonso wasn't surprised by it either. You know, like they didn't hit or anything. I don't know how he gets away with it. It's like, it's rare. Like a lot of people don't get away with that kind of late breaking. And I'm excited. Uh, Yuki, uh, great race. And he's, got a good car, a good teammate. So I'm looking, I'm really looking forward to those two performing in that midfield, um, this, this year. Yeah. I mean, Gazi, Gazi will recover from this. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, I think alpha Tauri should also be really every, most teams on the, on the, on the grid should be encouraged by where things are right now. Gasly um, was my biggest disappointment of the race because I, I do think I do think that uh, he might have he might have fought Lando for P four and on pace without any safety car I think that would have been a great scrap um, but we'll have to wait and see for next race uh, Lance Stroll P ten last point for him um, so I think Aston Martin and Alpine were in similar situations this weekend, um, not too much pace. I think they're suffering from the, uh, from the new regulations this year as well. Um, well, Stroll, I think salvaged his race. Um, Alonso yeah. retired, uh, and Alonso was doing well. He was doing well. Uh, I thought Alonso would be more rusty, but I think in, in all the wheel to wheel I saw, he still got it. And, um, I'm giving him a few more races, but he was going to finish on the points. But uh, apparently, something got stuck in his brake duct, and we found out later that it was uh, like a, a wrapper, a sa- a sandwich wrapper. Yes, yeah, sam- come on, Jesus! <laughs> and there's no, there wasn't that many fans so, out there. Come on, one of the guys from the track just eating, taking down a hot dog or something. Can you imagine? <laughs> I wonder. I, I wonder if they f- like could figure out what sandwich <laughs> it was, and then like track down who yeah. was eating them during the race. <laughs> okay. Like, oh god, That'd that would be, be great. great. It's like something that's only sold at the circuit, so they know that it was somebody during the race who did it. But fingerprints, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we um, gotta use our resources for that. <laughs> well, funny enough, like even though even though Fernando didn't. You know, he he had a DNF. Um, I think his performance for having been out of F one was was pretty. You know, for what was it been two years, three years? Yeah, two years. Yeah, two full years. Um, yeah. Better performance than Seb, even though he didn't finish. Ooh, and better performance than his teammate. I'd say also he was out racing Ocon. Um, yeah, and and Ocon. Well, that's a good segue for Seb. Uh, Ocon was uh, racing 
Sebastian, uh, Sebastian was racing Vettel. Um, <laughs> I'd really call him Sebastian. That was weird. Um, it's like calling me Ryan, man. Like, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, yeah, exactly. Uh, your that name's Ryan. was that was odd. Yeah, yeah. your name. Uh, yes, that was a similar one for Seb- uh, so. They're racing, and obviously Seb loses control, uh, locks up like it's two fronts, hits Ocon, makes him spin. Ocon's, I love Ocon's reaction. Was like, what the fuck <laughs> with his hands? Like, what the fuck was that, dude? Uh, and Seb's radio message is clearly like uh, trying to put the blame on Ocon, saying he changed lines. But um, this is the segment where we have to start of uh, we need to kind of start thinking of um, having that intervention conversation with seb uh maybe maybe he's just no longer cut out for f1 i don't Um, know dude i mean that was that was a really big rookie mistake i mean he his radio was like why did he change his line basically and when you look at Ocon's onboard his 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 steering wheel (laughs) literally didn't move it was he could not have been going more straight and he's on, like he's on the racing line he's on the racing you, line yeah <laughs> and in front of you and yet like you locked up and so you go into the back of him it's just you're right the way you know seb's got a few more races to show that he might have it or he doesn't but i really dude i just i can't i don't think that he does i really don't not- that that was rough, you know. You would think new team, new energy. The Aston Martin commercials look great, you know. Really mm-hmm. good marketing for them. World champion, good cinematography. You know, shout out to Aston yeah. Martin. If you need a photographer, hit me up. Um, <laughs> Shameless plug. But it it just seemed like it seemed it was a continuation of last year, and it actually seemed even worse. And when you see Stroll fighting up and getting, you know, P ten, you know, the car is not perfect, but it's not it's not a it's. It's not a Haas, right? We'll get to them oh later. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's rough, dude. He's gotta he's gotta get you know. I, well, we said we'll give him five races to all these new drivers to really uh, assess their um, yeah to assess their performances. But yeah, but I don't <laughs> know, man. A, that's that's a loss right there for Seb. I think I think next to you know who he probably had the 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 worst race uh, of the weekend. Um, I mean, you literally can't get worse than um, he who will not yet name, not um, yet be named. Uh, yeah. Before we get to the back, but, we're, we're, we're getting but, there. We're, we're slowly getting to the back here. But I think um, one thing, just on one last thing on Aston, mm-hmm. I think um, you know uh, Lawrence Stroll is going to do whatever he can to to get further up, and I don't know. Uh, Lance, it's going to be scary that Lance is going to be their best shot of doing that. I, I really, um, I. I'd, like, oh man, I could, I, I just wanted to kind of like, just go, ah, oh, when I, when I think about Seb right now, cause he's, a, he's actually a really good dude, but I think, you know, we were talking about it, you know, just in our own, uh, on our own BDE, BDE chat, Seb, uh, Seb's been brought on, you know, to bring some more profile to the team, but Lauren Stroll's not going to have patience for that kind of shit. No. Yeah. I, I believe Stroll, Lawrence Stroll would fire his own son if he didn't perform. So he's not going to be that patient with, you know, Seb either. Uh, <laughs> he's going to he's going to make that money marketing. You know, he's going to capitalize that marketing value. But at some point when you see Seb in an S. Martin commercial, and you're like, is that that fucker who keeps spinning and hitting people on track? Uh, kind of doesn't work anymore, you know. So, um, um, 
yeah, uh, poor, uh, poor start. Let's see if he, you know, we have three weeks to to regroup, recenter. Um, Kimi Raikkonen, his old teammate at Ferrari, uh, P11, he actually out was out qualified by Giovinazzi. Um, the car this year, and they both finished P11 and 12, pretty strong, almost got points. Stronger pace than last year, but no points. Um, I think this is when we enter the the kind of final category you know, of the grid, they're not midfield, they're kind of the backfield and they're leading that, you know, trio. I would say it's Alpha, then Williams, and then Haas. Um, yeah, it seems like Alpha is probably going to be, if anything, kind of in that, like, so, they might have a car that finishes up close to the points, but, um, but yeah, I they'll, but, they'll be like a solid, like kind of mid to backfield team. And you know what I will say is that all the Ferrari teams, uh, except for uh, for Haas, um, uh, well, so Ferrari and uh, Haas um, have clearly made a step forward. Um, apparently, every uh, so everyone lost time this year. Uh, Mercedes lost two seconds, right? That's the most of that of everyone with the new regulations. And you know, uh, a lot of people are saying that the low rate cars are uh, are disadvantaged compared to the high rate cars, but uh, you know, uh, deal with it. I think Lewis even came out and said they made these rules to um, <laughs> deal to, with to, it to, to stop us. But that's what that rule changes are always to stop a domination. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you should tell Lewis. Wanna... You should tell Lewis that. Just I mean, say it. You know, if you get get a chance to talk to him in the next few weeks, just yeah. deal with it. Uh, I mean, Lewis won, so he apparently the low the low rake ain't so bad on the Merc. Um, right. But uh, so Alpha, uh, yeah, big performance gap there. Uh, Williams. So we got P third, no fourteen for G- George Russell. And uh, I think Latifi finished, but it was he finished a few laps early. So no, it was DNF. He DNF. He was done. He had an issue. Yeah. Um, he also and, spun during the race. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't think I don't, I don't think I remember the camera showing Latifi during the race, except for when uh, Hamilton and Verstappen lapped him. That's when <laughs> that's when uh, Max passed him. I think they were yeah. lapping Latifi. Mm-hmm. Uh, but okay, now we're going to get to the part you've been waiting for and salivating, you dick. Um, I mean, it couldn't have gone better. I mean, uh, I hey, don't get me wrong. I am not mad at it for the outcome. I'm mad at it for the points. Um, Haas team, lap one, turn four. Nikita Mazepin. We will name him this Nikita, one time. Nikita Mazespin. Maz has been he's been uh, rebranded by everybody in Formula One. <laughs> we thought we were so witty, but everyone was already on it. Um, <laughs> I think it was the third or fourth spin of the weekend, so it wasn't like a one-off thing. Uh, that Haas has some serious uh, stability issues at the rear. Um, I think he just he he throttled it, just you know, just pressed it way too hard and lost it and hit the the wall, which we'll see in a few seconds. Gave him the first Grosjean moment of the year. Booyah! I don't well, think I've ever. I don't think I've, I, I'm not sure if I've ever gotten a Grosjean moment. But, now, but uh, uh, um, well, deal with it. 
that's gonna be a new jingle for us yeah um but I- i'll tell you one thing when i saw the haas fly by i was like please don't be mick please don't be mick and we were all so happy when we saw mazapin's face uh dnf on lap one mick did spin um a lap mm-hmm. or two later because the car yeah. is on cold tires is undrivable apparently but mick finished his race and he gathered great experience and here's a free stat for you uh mick is the same age as uh, michael in 91 when he started in spa so uh, oh. a little history okay what history stat yeah there. man i mean four spins in a weekend and then it's so funny there's i was watching like the the onboards on formula one's youtube channel and the, some of the comments were great it's like how does it feel to be the first driver in in, <laughs> in formula one history to have your onboards featured the entire of your entire race featured in uh the uh the onboard segment i was like oh my god that's because they just followed they literally just kept his onboard from the start of the race uh, to basically what was it he spun in turn three three or four i think yeah yeah i think it was three you're right it's turn three yeah so you know sucks to suck deal with it <laughs> you know i want to give i want to give uh, gunter a big red card because as a straight shooter that he is he um i hope i'm not ruining your code of the week which we'll get onto in a second uh but um he basically said, like, this is Mazepin's uh, character, and he always pushes really hard, so those things are going to happen. Um, what? Yeah. Um, that, for me, is absolute bullshit. Like, you cannot you cannot justify what happened like that. Um, yeah, drivers are going to push, but you're simply protecting the money that you're getting from your title sponsor. And Gunter, I will give you the first grandstand red card, because that's doesn't that doesn't fly here that kind of talk <laughs> well it doesn't count towards port points either so no, <laughs> about no. all you want bro <laughs> <laughs> all right you want to talk about points um wait no right. quote of the week, of the week what's, your, first. what's your quote of the week what's you, what you got what you got um so um my quote of the week is um is a is a mercedes quote and it's really responding to red bull um and it was one of the Merck engine, engineers basically saying, what's his name? I've got, oh no, it's Andrew Shovlin. That's who it is. The trackside engineering oh, director. Oh, one, one of the engineers? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. One of the, uh, the, high, the most highly paid engineers. In, in, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, so Shovel. basically, uh, he said, what's our mindset? We still don't think we've got the best car, but we don't think we've got anything out of. We don't think we've gotten everything out of the package yet. And why that's Ooh, my quote of the week is because, again, like we've got three weeks till the next race. Merck still won when Red Bull clearly had the advantage. Um, so I, I think Red Bull needs to be very careful about how confident they are feeling. They should feel confident. You know, I think they've got a great driver lineup. Just going to try and maximize the points that they can. But even when Merck is in a disadvantaged position, they pull off a strategy call that still gives them the win. So, you know, yeah. I did, I uh, just think that's, that's a good one. That's a good one. I'll, uh, I'll allow it. Um, also what I will say just, uh, uh, to temper the, the Merck talk, it's two against one. Uh, that was where they won that tactical battle. Yep. 100%. If Checo was there, would not have been the same race. But that's why it's going to be so good to have Checo up there, Eddie Mola, on pole. 
Um, oh my God. My, my, no, I'm not going to make any bold predictions right now. Um, my quote of the week is a Ferrari quote. <laughs> oh, nice. This, this, yeah, I was hoping you wouldn't get this one because I, I felt like if you saw this, you probably would have chosen this one. Um, this is a quote that kind of wraps up everything. Ferrari being back in the in the mix and also uh, Sebastian's like unfortunate downfall. Um, it's a simple quote. It's from uh, Binotto. I'm really happy with the drivers. I'm happy to be able to count on both of them finally. Wow. If that's not wow. a dig at Sam, I don't know what is. <laughs> that's incredible. Um, yeah. Huh. I didn't, yeah, Binotto, right? Binotto's usually pretty quiet on that. On uh, you know he doesn't he doesn't really create controversy with what he says so he is Swiss right um, yeah yep <laughs> oddly after enough, all yep uh, but I thought that was a that was for me that that takes the whew, that's it that was that takes the cake for, for this weekend for me so I, that's, I love that's a that. good one that's a great quote but that doesn't give you points uh, no, it moving doesn't. on to the grandstand championship points tally and I will say. Uh, well done, Knowles. Well done, fucking Knowles. Uh, <laughs> That's right. You, That's you fucking cleaned, Knowles to you, buddy. You, you cleaned <laughs> the fuck up, not only in fantasy F1, but also on the stand F1. So I will give a little... Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. I'm, I'm going to savor this moment because it doesn't happen often with you. So I've, I've got three weeks to think about this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it festers. So as as it, it, I'm, I am furious right now. <laughs> I'm probably more mad than Mazepin. Yeah. His name's Mazepin. Get it right. Uh, Maz, oh, sorry, Matt. Sorry, it's mic issue. Um, so we changed it up this this year. We gave ten points to the Grosjean moment, which you got within the first lap yeah. because no matter what happened, nothing was going to beat that. Um, I although mean, I Seb's, did think Seb's Seb, moment could have, yeah, but. But no, no, because Seb in, involved another driver. Mazda Spin was just on his own, you know. Yeah, so literally yeah. on his own, there was no debate. You sent me a little text. You're saying that was. It. I was like, yeah, don't worry, not gonna fight you there. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to make sure this is clear, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you're. You know, I thought about. It. I was like, he's. I'm just. I was just waiting for your text. I was like, I was not gonna bring it up myself. <laughs> of course you weren't. You knew you already lost. So that's 10 points right off the bat. We both got points for uh, pole position, Max. So that's five for me, 15 for you. But then, so you didn't get P4, P5, and well, neither did I. Uh, but you got the podium right in the order. Uh, you put Hamilton, Verstappen, Botas. Um, I had Perez in P3, but if Hamilton had been passed by Max, it would have been such a different story. I know. That's you cleaned up. That's why I was freaking out at the end of the race. I'm like, come on, Lewis, just hang on. I know. I was like, what track limits? Fuck that. No. <laughs> yeah, you were trying to justify that shit. I was like, listen, man, if it was the I other way around. I also want Max to win. Like, let's be real. I want I want some change here. So I would have. Uh, look, even if I hadn't. Well, I don't know about that. Um, okay. You know, just be gracious. You know, don't gloat. Um, whatever. I got. Well, why don't you uh, read out the points totals then? All right, so five points for pole, yep. uh, 15 points for a P1, so that's mm-hmm. 20, 12 points for P2, so that's 32, <laughs> and then eight points for a P3. God damn it, Red Bull. That's 40 so that's, points. That's, uh, that is 50 points well, total with yeah, plus the Grosjean moment. Yep. 
and 50 to 5. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That is already the biggest lead anyone's ever had in Grandstand Championship history. I had to start off strong, though, because you you will... Trust me, you'll you'll make a comeback at some point. Like there will be races this year, and I like this year is going to be so unpredictable that I think we really have to get it right with these with these calls. Um, I mean, Lando being up there, like we both thought we'd see Danny Rick up in the top five. That didn't happen. Um, you know, it's that that top five is going to be very. I mean, at least the I think it's going to go between Lewis and Max quite a bit in P one P two. And we'll see maybe some others get up there at some point. But I think P4 and P5 is where we can make or break the season, too. And that Grosjean moment, I might have to go double down on uh, Mazepin for the next race. We'll see. Yeah, but we are we have we have a long wait till the next race, so we're not mm-hmm. going to do our predictions this no. this weekend. You know, I need I need time to process yeah. this, right? I need to, I need to go talk to I'll someone. Let you grieve. Need, I'll let you grieve, bro. <laughs> I need to meditate. Uh, <laughs> fuck you, Mazda Spin. But I love that you spun. Even um, if even I, if it was even if I didn't get the Grosjean moment, I still would have had thirty five more points than you. So you know, let's yeah. not let's not take it all out on the guy. No, right. you can't. It, there's Never a lot mind. of ifs. There's the Mazda spin. There's the Max, you know, passing Lewis. God damn. Like, I, I only have five points. Like, that's, that's hard. That's hard. Deal understand. with it. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, God. That's going to uh, follow me. Yeah. Um, well, three weeks, man. I can't believe we have uh, this long way of a too week. long of a gap. Uh, but you know what you're going to do in that gap is you all should go listen to our previous episodes because there's uh, got some little gold nuggets in there uh, left and right, especially our Ferrari episode, which is going to be historic really soon as they fight their way back. But uh, there's some there's some good uh, episodes. So uh, go to the archives and uh, where can they find those? Everywhere goals? podcasts are distributed. You've got they're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um Anchor FM, if that's a that's your thing, everywhere podcasts are found. If that's your thing, um, and we do, we are present on social media at the Grandstand F One on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, our website Knowles has some beautiful uh, Grand Prix posters uh, celebrating the best tracks in the world. Where can we find those? At no, that's not at that's. Th- thegrandstandf1.com forward slash shop. Hell yeah. Got some beautiful posters. So uh, since we know a lot of you are working from home, you know, just uh, bring a little bit more F1 in your life. Everybody needs a little more F1, especially this season. And yeah, and we'll be back next week with another episode. Uh, Don't worry, we're not taking three weeks off. We're not lazy like F1 is. (laughs) 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 I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Uh, we know Mazda Spin is going to be partying it up, you know, in those three weeks. So hopefully, we'll have some some gossip. Doing inappropriate things to women. We'll see. Yeah, and uh, hopefully, we'll never have to mention his name again because he'll get fired in those three weeks. <laughs> Keep dreaming, bro. <laughs> All right. See you on the next one.